everyone, welcome back to the That One Video Galaxy podcast. I'm Gerard. I'm Brett. And I'm Ted. And we are back after a, a three-week hiatus, I believe. Yes, we took three weeks to decide that Ted should sit furthest away from us. We took a poll. I smell. No, no, it's not that you smell. <laughs> With my nose. Boo! That is why you sit all the way over there. That is why you sit uncomfortably against the armchair. Shame. And Shame. if indeed the camera messes up once again this week, you'll just have to imagine that Ted is sitting very far away from us today. It's true. Can't touch it. Like it'd be so awkward. Everyone, if I everyone's it now. been saying that you've been touching the mic. You're not touching the mic anymore. I, there's we fixed no it. touching it now. No touching the mic. You can't. If you touch like, the, the mic, mic touch so the guys, mic. Let me tell you. Don't touch that, that mic. That'd be weird. So, so we've been gone for a while. Um. And the Kermits have still been coming in, but I think the big thing that we want to talk about today is where we've been, where we're going, and just kind of the state of the affairs of the office and how things have been changing lately, because we've just been um, super overwhelmed across the board. We've been firing at all, at all cylinders. <laughs> that sounded oh like... I heard it, too! We've been firing people. We've been firing people left and right. <laughs> we, we got rid of Ted without telling him. This is Ted's yeah. announcement, guys. This, this is, is my last podcast. Yeah. Uh, Bradley, just put put like a zoom in on Ted's face right now and put in a little sad music, and just slowly fade in shitty aerial font. Ted's last podcast. <laughs> Poor Ted. <laughs> Poor uh, Ted. No, we we we've just been under a lot of of uh, pressure and stress here at the office. Um, I want to talk about the brand deals. I want to talk about. The current YouTube climate. Oh boy! I want to talk. I know this is all stuff oh, that like pleasant conversation. I know this is when Gerard really goes off to. for like twenty minutes at a time. I'm so sorry. This is get ready. No, but you know what? It I feel like it, it involves you two, to a degree, especially you, Brett, since you've got Couch Fighters going. Yeah, but we're such small potatoes that like it's not about small potatoes though. It's about it's oh, about the I climate. Like potatoes. Yeah, but like what was that, Ted? I like potatoes. I, potatoes. <sighs> I think we made a mistake. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to you? This is you. See, this is you trying to be fucking funny and entertaining. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Default Ted is best Ted. Default um, Ted. Everyone uh, everyone on the Beer Bros Discord, I- please make your default photo Ted for the next week. Ooh. That's huge. <laughs> it's what Ted deal. always wanted, you guys. Do I have to do that too? No. Okay. You can be whoever you want, Ted. If you don't want to be yourself, you don't have to be yourself. You're the best boss ever. Ted, if you could, like, live a day as a celebrity, <laughs> who would you be? Just a day? A yeah. day as one celebrity. No commitments, because just a day. And you can choose the day. You can choose the celebrity. You can Chris choose. Pratt. Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt? Yeah. Why? Because he, he's not afraid of being naked. But you have to understand that you're still you in your head in this person's body. Yeah, you get to be Chris Pratt for a day, but you're still Ted. In your head. Yeah. Okay. So you would be afraid of being naked. Oh, crap. (laughs) So would you still be Chris Pratt? Maybe. All right, man. Can I be a woman? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Brad! Oh, my I tried. <laughs> oh my goodness, Brett! <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, all right, let's 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 discuss what's been going on lately. Um, in March and April, we had some pretty intense games. What did we What did we do, Brett? We talked about God. I don't of- remember, man. I, these games come out, and I immediately forget everything about them. <laughs> so do I, and I and I'm playing them. 
Uh, March? March we had... Oh, so long ago. We had Uncharted 3. Uncharted 3. Uncharted 3. Um, I'm actually I'm have to go on my phone and like look at what we did. That's true. Mass Effect. We did Mass Effect. Oh, that was a big boy. It was a huge um, boy. That huge, was a massive a huge, boy. A huge episode that, yeah. that because of YouTube algorithms, uh, didn't get as many views as it should have. Uh, what else did we do in March? Sly Pooper. Sly Pooper. Was that March? That was also March. Correct. Sly, Sly Cooper's fun. Yeah, it Sly, was. Sly Cooper was great. That was a great episode. It was awesome. It was really it was fun to watch. Because of the nature of what we do here, I have a newfound appreciation. I feel like we all do for lighthearted smaller games oh my goodness they're yeah. genius you're like oh this is delightful well and not even because it's like look how short it is but it's like you appreciate the nuances of a, of a small cohesive piece of art cohesive piece of pieces cohesive of cohesive sneezes reese's cohesive pieces just a bunch of games that like make sense E.T. used to get down on some Reese's Pieces. Reese's, yeah, he did. Reese's Cups. E- Reese's Pieces became famous because of E.T. Bullshit. I kid you not. Reese's Pieces were already famous. Mm-mm-mm-mm. E.T. launched Reese's Pieces. Stop. This is not like The Wizard of Mario Brothers 3. Alien food. You're acting like Reese's Pieces didn't exist before E.T. No, it did. It did. But the popularity of Reese's Pieces skyrocketed because of E.T. I'll believe Skyrocketed? <laughs> Are you stoned today? What is going on? What's an alien joke? Oh. Aliens don't have rockets, Ted. They have UFO spaceships. Racist. Oh, man. You're... you're what? Ted is embracing his new role right now. Oh, my goodness. Is What's my new role? Is because we pushed you far <laughs> on the couch. Listen, just, guys. I'm just off cap. What happened? Oh, the video is totally out. Yeah, it just stopped recording. All right, hold we'll, on, we'll guys. Still, we'll keep recording audio. I don't know what the fuck happened. But <laughs> oh, welcome to TOVG. Welcome. I don't know what happened. I just lost That's pretty weird. for no reason. That didn't this happen to us last time? But like before we started recording, it like cut yeah, out a bunch of times. Yeah. You know what it might be? It's getting too warm. What? We're still, we're not, back by the way. We're back and we're still recording by the way. Great, I guess. Just to make sure, I'm going to plug in these batteries. I think it's overheating. Jesus, man. I guess it's like a heavy-duty unit. It like, is. But you'd think it'd have cooling systems. It has fans, but I think they're being covered up. That's why I'm going to put the... Mm. It has fans, just like you, Gerard. Thanks, Ted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has fans, but they're covered up. Emily. Just like you. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm I'm gonna make my future self cringe super hard. What? We're watching this? Yeah. Well, luckily, luckily we have audio and video to keep going, so we're we're a okay. Sorry about that. We're back. Everyone still heard everything that just happened, so we're back officially, guys. Sorry about that. (sighs) What were we talking about? Ted being an idiot. Uh, yeah, uh, it's because we made Ted sit all the way over there. Sorry about that. You're fine, Ted. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we had Sly Cooper. We had Mass Effect. We had uh, Uncharted Three. Mm-hmm. We had one more in March. That was a big one. Oh, well, not really. Wolverine. Wolverine. That Wolver- was March. Wolverine. Yeah, beginning of March. Mm. It was the same day as the Switch. Wolverine did stupidly well. I did not expect anyone to watch that video, and it oh, cause it, of Logan. it crushed because of Logan. Logan was great, and and we we crushed it. Did we put the word Logan in the title of our video? We might have. See, okay. that's the whole thing about YouTube is that you have to trick your audience into into looking for stuff. It sucks. 
it does suck. I always feel scumbaggy whenever I'm on YouTube and I come across a video that is like, like proudly clickbaity. I hate yeah. it. I, that's why I refuse to bend for clickbait. That's why, <laughs> that's why my version of clickbait is beautiful art. Like, and if you guys haven't seen this, like Bradley, please show some of the artwork in like a cross faded montage between, uh, the beer bros artwork and in between, uh, uh, why it's artwork for the completionist. I mean, this stuff looks like art. It it it, it belongs in in a frame in your home in a museum. Stop I know it! That's where we're going. Stop it! I, 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 I knew you were going Indiana there. Jones over I know. here. It belongs in the museum, you guys. It's to the Statue of Liberty. But uh, I, I I really believe that it, it the art is speaks for itself and it's really pretty and beautiful. And if I could make thumbnails like that, all thumbnails look like that, I would because then you're because then you're. It's a creative process. Instead of making people's heads really big, making them really angry and expressive, and putting in circles and dots and, and arrows. giant and, bold impact font dude. that's like, yo, so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, or like, or cleavage. It's just, oh, nice. this is all an exploitation device to get the, the views going. And I think that's the unfortunate thing about YouTube is they're, it's designing itself to... It's designing content creators to cut themselves short of creativity in order to ensure that people will watch their videos. And that, to me, is not content creating. Man. I think you were describing what, like, every medium has gone through. You know what I mean? Not to say that it's, like, it's supposed to happen. No, not at sure, all. Sure, sure, sure. I'm saying, like, what you just described, you know, you're describing the rise of the Hollywood machine, the blockbusters and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you're describing the cannibalism. I guess I guess we're next. I guess that's how it's going to be. It's pretty gross. Do it's, we, yeah, go ahead. Go do ahead. we know why they're called thumbnails? No. I think it's just the name they gave them. Thumbnail. Like, wait, that had to have been like an origination or... or an origin or, of origins, YouTube? The first time I heard that term was on, was on like old Windows UI stuff where... I gotta look it, it up. It's like... Because um, I was like... Like, you know no how you way. go into a folder... And it's like, how do you want to view this stuff? A list? Thumbnails? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's how I first heard it. It's got to be. Thumbnails so are reduced size versions of pictures or videos used to help recognize or organize as the normal text index words does for words. In the age of digital images, visual search engines and image organization programs normally use thumbnails as do most modern operating systems or desktop environments such as Mac OS X, Windows, Linux, and... Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Nothing um, comes after. Um, so yeah, that's well, you defined it, but we didn't know like where etymology. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could, I got the page pulled up still. So let's see. It's just fascinating to me. Etymology. The word thumbnail is a reference to the human thumbnail and alludes towards the small size of an image or picture, comparable to the size of a human thumbnail. While the earliest use of the word in the sense dates back to 17th century, the American Heritage Dictionary of, of Idioms. Is reported to have documented that the expression first appeared in the mid 19th century. What? To refer to the drawing the size of a thumbnail. The word was then used figuratively in both noun and adjective form to refer to anything smaller concise, such as a, bio a biographical essay. The use of the word thumbnail in the specific context of computer images as a small graphical representation, right. as a large graphic, a page layout, etc., mm -hmm. appears to have been first used in the 1980s. So it's been around for a while. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. The stuff about it being used in computer language is fascinating, but nah, man, that's bearing the lead. I can't believe the term thumbnail has been around since for that long. The, 
17th century to, oh, to about the mid. It started for us in this era, 1980s. That's crazy. What, what, what were they referring to back then? Like, what piece of art was so small back then when they were like, yeah, thumbnail? Is like, that the whole thing of you doing film? Oh my god, it's, maybe it's the whole thing of like artists doing that. Do artists do that? Well, you know, like back in the you know the like the stereotypical artists, right? They do that whole thing of like, like doing the whole thumbs. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I this know, is like I think it might this be is like a frame, right? But like you know what I mean? Like the yeah, it's, it's talking about it's usually just like one keeping thumb. it. It's usually one thumb, I thought right? That was for like depth. Yeah, oh like, yeah, but like but like if you're looking if you're far away from something and you're like looking at it, you're using your thumb to compare the size of it to your to the image you see. Maybe so that's fascinating. Maybe that's where it came from. I don't know. That, that, that sounds like where it came from, but. I hope someone uses that image of all of us with one eye closed and comes out. <laughs> Podcast. I, I look like an angry pirate. Or just a pirate. Pirates are usually no, that's true. I'm just a pirate. Them. I'm just a pirate, you guys. <laughs> just my life sucks because I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had March. March March was a... March, for lack of a better term, was a light month, in my opinion, in regards to production, right? Because um, Sly Cooper, we had completed back in December... Um, Uncharted I finished back in, in February uh, what else Wolverine was done back in January and uh, Mass Effect was done on the fly Mass Effect was the, the outlier that almost screwed up production for us but yeah. we made it through that one that one turned out really good it's too big it's a very big game very big production cycle for that one the game um, is too big. April April was was honestly the worst month of the year. Yay! I have never in my life experienced a month like April the way that we did. Well, that's due to like, hey man, brand new games, no time to. We had play two them. two brand oh, new games yeah. that that killed us here in the office. We had starting out God of War, Ghost of Sparta, simple, clean, easy, good episode, easy to do, fun to watch. Then we had uh, Ukulele, and that one was production hell. I spent a ton, a ton of time. I, I rewrote that script, I kid you not, 15 times. Uh. It was so frustrating. I'd get to the end of the script, be pissed off, and erase it. Or I'd be looking at other videos and, and, and articles, and I was trying to find my voice. Because I felt like, and everyone who watched the video who liked it was like, great video. Everyone else was like, good video, but. And that's the worst thing to say everyone. Great video, but. Good video, but. It was all right, but. Because the next thing you're going to say is going to hurt my feelings or the production. Like, no matter what. No matter what. It's, I it's, loved it, but. Right, 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 right. And, I mean, it's the, it's the whole comment sandwich, right? You know, yeah. Your video was good. I didn't like the part where you talked about the controls, but it was entertaining. So the compliment sandwich was fine, right, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um... But that video was really stressful because, one, we had no guides. There was nothing out there to help us find anything. Um, two, I knew what the climate was. I knew that it was Star Fox Zero mm. a year later. Yep. I was the only one who actually completed and loved Star Fox Zero on day of launch. And the internet hated it. And so it was definitely a, a, a very much the same vein of that, where I had to approach it differently than... than I do most videos just because mm. the climate, the score, and again, we talked about this on the goddamn podcast a week before ukulele. Scores don't fucking matter. Scores yep. don't mean shit. Um, and it, it never, it never rang more truer than when I, in, in the video, the discussion that we had for ukulele. Mm. Um, after that was Pikmin. Pikmin was a joy. Pikmin was easy. Real sleepy time while by. It was, it was beautiful. It was great. And then we had, uh, uh, two weeks ago, the infamous uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. 
That was a, that was a, that one I think may have killed all of us. It's in some, too big. It's too big. But we did it. Why do we keep playing these big ass games? Yo, but look at the video views. Put the views on screen. That's why you play them. Because fans want to see it. Alright, fair enough. Um, and then we ended the, we started the month, this month, with Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which, uh, at the time of filming this, we don't know what you guys think of it, but goddamn, that episode was a lot harder than we thought. We, thought. we thought we were doing a cool-down week. Nope, we don't get no cool-downs here on The Completionist. You can't so. play modern fighting games. because You can't. Like, there's too much online stuff. They're not designed for Completionists. They're no, designed they're for long-haul Completionists. Which makes sense. Which is funny, because I actually completed the first Marvel vs. Capcom 3 for PS3 back in the day. Yeah, but did you get the titles for in that game back in the day? Oh, no, I didn't. So I just did everything else. Right, totally different thing. You're right. Yeah. But this time I did, to the best of my ability. So. Right, right, right. Um, so, yeah. Do you guys want to talk about how our weeks were in the, in that, in those, the past eight weeks, how we were feeling? Brett, I know you were stressed out a lot about getting scripts on time, and, and Ted, you uh, just had to do everything else in the office that no one else could do. I, I usually get bummed out when everyone else is, like, stressed. Like, when everybody else has too much on their plate that, like, I just see humanity leaving their face, and it's just, like, Oh, that was me, last, that was me last week. You, yeah. saw, you, saw my, you saw me reading my, my eulogy. You saw me, like, staring at my gravestone. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Like, that all plays <laughs> in my head. When people are like, my life is, is the end. And I'm just like, I don't know what to say or do. I don't know. I can't. I can't help you. I don't have the tools. You're that guy in the squad, man. You're that guy in the squad that's like, you know, whatever the commander's feeling, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> what about you, Brett? What were you I feeling? I don't even remember. I don't remember the past eight weeks. It's all a blur. You don't remember the how that's part of it. You, you and I slept here together? Wow. That could have been together. better, but sure. No, no, no. Together? You know, you know I proved together. a way to make this weird. Sure. Uh, when did we sleep here? We slept here for ukulele, and for I made you go home for Breath of the Wild. I slept here for ukulele. Yeah, because we had Dark Souls the next morning. Uh, yeah, I think I remember sleeping exactly where I'm sitting. Yeah, <laughs> like it was rough. Was that for ukulele? Yeah, it was. Oh, I see. It was ukulele, and then Breath of the Wild was last week. You guys left like seven a.m. Yeah, people, I remember now. People don't realize we produce the show up until the, until the episode's released. Like we, sometimes, yep. like that's not the ideal. We're not shooting. For no, that. it's the, it's not what it is, but it ends up becoming that with episodes Some, like this. Sometimes, you know, Marvel yeah. three hopefully isn't that way. It's to give me an idea. It's Thursday. We are less than we're exactly twenty four hours away from Marvel three coming out right now. Mm. Um, so hopefully that's not the case. We get out of here on time. It can be really rough. Like I don't mind staying late. It's just that when you have stuff to do the next day as well... That's like, the worst, because you just get wiped out. There's just no way. You just you can't do anything. But yeah, I remember sleeping in this spot. <laughs> not even on the couch. Like, I'm not, I'm not a dude that'll sprawl out on the couch. Because, like, I feel too uncomfortable, like, sleeping on a couch in a foreign place. Sure, sure. So I'll just do this thing. <laughs> for eight hours at a time. Yeah, yeah. You know, no problem. Um, it's... The, the worst about, about the past eight weeks is two things have happened in the office, or just in YouTube in general and in the office, right? Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost, we had the adpocalypse kind of come. Basically, uh, content creators across the board went from seeing ads that would pay 5 to $10 each for CPMs to penny ads, 10 15 30 cents. 
Um, and we were definitely hit by it. To give you an idea, um, I guess YouTube TOS says we can't say numbers, but uh, like actual numbers. But for the, for the month of April, we had two of our best performing videos of the year, Breath of the Wild and Ukulele. Our growth and our numbers had never been better for the year so far. Mm -hmm. Our total amount of what we made was what I made in the first year of The Completionist. It was that low. Mm -hmm. It was like disgustingly low. And luckily, because of Patreon, because of GameWisp, because of Big Bad Bosses, because of Yeti merchandise, and because of uh, streaming, when I do stream, we had so much saved in the bank for all of us that I didn't have to let anyone go. If we had just been completely dependent on the YouTube model, mm. I would have had to have let go at least half our staff this month. But because... <laughs> but beca Man, I thought we were joking before. <laughs> people. Are you being serious? I'm being dead serious. I would have had to let some... I, I, but, but, but again... So next month we could just be maybe gone. Well, that's the thing, though. We're not because of this of this network we created. Oh. We Game Wisp is keeping uh, is keeping Peer Bros thriving. Mm. Patreon is on a downsend, but we're trying to revamp it to be something more reliable. Big Bad Bosses is always selling really well, and so is uh, our Yeti merchandise for mm. for Completionist and and uh, Super Beer Bros on the on the in their own right. And uh, I've been doing a lot of con appearances, in which I've been getting paid to go to those cons. So we are we're we're actually one of the few YouTube channels out there. That's why I'm not complaining about AdSense in the public sense. Everyone on on YouTube has gone to Twitter and Facebook and, and Instagram and Tumblr and made these long, these huge elongated posts about how they're not going to be able to, to live this way anymore. They're going to have to change. And I'm there. I, I, I see the writing on the wall and I totally understand that. But because I took a lot of precautionary steps, I've always thought this was going to happen. I, mm. I, I have been the guy wearing the silver, the silver hat the aluminum foil hat that was like the, the end of YouTube is near all the time. And I've been saying that probably since 2013 because I knew that something like this was going to happen and it genuinely scared me. And so I knew that as production ramped up for completionists and beard bros and, and bigger projects like big bad bosses and the personal channel were coming to fruition. I wanted to make sure that at the end of the day, no matter what we were okay. I, I mean, you just saying all this is, is like waking up, and having somebody be like, yeah, man, you almost got shot while you were asleep. <laughs> I'm like, what? And you look to the wall and there's like two bullet holes. Like, Fred, Fred, I, I didn't, I don't mean to stress you out, my dude. I don't want to stress you out. Like that, I mean, that's the thing is that one, uh, and I hope you guys know this from the bottom of my heart, I would uh -huh. take a pay cut before letting any of you guys go. I would make sure that my, my income would go straight into your guys's to make sure that you still have a job here before anything. You guys are the reason why I get to survive, hands down. Like, I, I, I don't get to live any part of my life without you guys as my team. And you guys are so important to me. And I don't ever want to see you guys. I don't want to, I, I've, I've never had to fire anyone because I couldn't afford to keep them. I've had people have asked for money and I've said, I can't pay you more. So they found better jobs. Mm -hmm. But I refuse to let someone go just because money is tight. I don't want to do that. I just don't believe in that methodology. Yeah, it's my it's job. Sad. It's, it's my job as 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 CEO of this company and and as the creator of all of this to ensure our future successes and and strides. And I I'm not letting that happen to you guys. It's my job to be your bulletproof, your 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 bullet shield, if you will. Um, Thank you. 
But at the same time, it's also not your job. It's also not your concern to worry about your stability, right? It's it's no one's concern. That's like going back to the idea of that's why I haven't really been vocal about it. But to the other caveat that I'm trying to explain is that brand deals. Now I did a big video on the channel um, about three or four months ago talking about brand deals and how important they are. And um, I in April we had five brand deals. Five brand deals. All of them were very large in terms of, not in like money, but in terms of the scope. There's a lot of deliverables. Too big. Too big. So imagine doing Breath of the Wild, Ukulele, Pikmin, God of War, seven episodes of Beer Bros a week, and these five brand deals that require in immense turnaround times with our production staff. It's like we were already in the pressure cooker from everything else. You had the brand deals. We're, we're teetering in terms of, of just surviving for our own lives. Yeah. And so we had a lot of late nights here over and over and over again. But um, the saddest thing about the brand deals is, one, they secured our, our, our financial security for the year. Like they really helped us. So sad. So th it's not sad. What is sad, though, is that the relationships at the cost of those brand deals are now burned. So, for instance, um, I won't say what companies I've worked with, but the companies I worked with, the brand deals, did not like the videos and the reception. Mm. And so... All of them? Not all of them. Some of, some of them, though. Mm. Um, because the view count was low, the dislike ratio to like ratio was off, and because of all of the negative comments attached to the video, um, the videos, uh, relationships just kind of torched in front of us. Companies that I was hoping to work with and, and, and continue a relationship with. Um, and and this is not against the companies. And I don't want to say any companies' names because maybe I'm wrong. And, and there is future relationships in the, in the mm. works. But um, I we definitely speak with them in communication. And, and some of them have been like, yeah, we're unhappy with how this turned out. Even though we liked your video. And mm. so I guess uh, if you're watching at home and you're wondering how you can help a YouTuber out. Uh, when they do these types of brand deals. One, you have to look at perspective. You can't You can't sit there and say, like, I mean, you can. You can say they're a sellout, obviously. Mm. But I think your actions as an audience member have ramifications in those moments because they read the comments, they aggregate the data, and they use it for future brand deals. You know, they, they, I kid you not, they do this. They, it's market studies that they invest in themselves in these videos to then turn around and use as their stepping stone for the future. So if a company is brand new and they do this, they take this risk and it doesn't pay off, they take that data, they not only blacklist that YouTuber or the streamer they worked with, but they now know what the prices are, what not to ask for, what to ask for, and how to skew it even more. And that to me does two things. One, it really severely um, like takes away creative limitations. Because now it's like you have to make this way the thing that we want you to and not the thing that you want to do. Mm. And two, it, it makes them trust people less. It makes the relationship not as stable. And so that to me has been the hardest. Because I've, I've really thrown myself into those comment sections and, and looked at all the writing and, and did all that stuff. Um, that one video gamer is not a let's play channel. It's, it's, it's never been a let's play channel. I'm not doing let's plays on that one video gamer. 
I've done one or two, but minimal stuff. They want Let's Play content. They wanted me to Let's Play everything, and I said, no, I don't want to do Let's Plays. Right. You want Let's Plays, you go to Beard Bros. I made a specific point to make the content more viable, to make it more meaty and more of an actual production. Sure. But people perceive it as I am the puppet of the company or that I am just washed out by them and that I'm skewed because they, they paid me to do it. And I, I can't, no matter what, I, I, I get criticized on two fronts. I get criticized for not being transparent. I get criticized for being too transparent. So it's very frustrating because all I want to do is work with these companies and have great relationships yeah. and make great videos with them. <clears throat> but I can't because the audience turns against me. Do the, com the companies say you're too transparent? No, the comment. The, the, it's comments. Weird. And so it sucks because, you know, I just want to build relationships with everyone. I want to have a cool Rolodex of companies to work with. And not because of the money, but because of the respect. Yeah. I, like, look at the gaming companies that I get to work with. Nintendo. That's it. I have one company to work with. And not that I don't like that. I love Nintendo and I will work with them to the day I die. Sure. But I want more relationships like that. I want to take pride in my relationship with them because when I succeed, they succeed and vice versa. And it makes me happy and humbled and honored to work with them. Brett, wouldn't you love to work with Capcom in every degree? Yeah, sure. Wouldn't you be, like, ecstatic if Capcom was like, hey, Couch Fighters, like, make Street Fighter content. We'll support you. Yeah, we're too thuggish over here, though. What do you mean you're too thuggish? <laughs> I mean, what does that us? mean? I mean we, we say too many F-bombs. <laughs> they don't care about that. Probably would, but it would be, yeah, it would be exciting. But the, the idea, though, is that it's, it's passions aligned, right? And it's hard to make your passion, like, your passion can be seething, and people perceive that as, oh... Oh, you're not, you're not actually passionate. You're just, you're getting paid to be this way. Mm. And so it creates an awful environment for us. It could be tough. I imagine hearing all of those misinformed opinions about yourself would be infuriating. But I also imagine that like when you step into this realm of the public sphere, learning to not care is like a tantamount. It's like important. Still hard to do. I don't think anybody can do it 100%, you know? Even the most hard-nosed, rhino-skinned content creators, I'll, I will bet, still feel the, the, the sticks and arrows, the, you know, little, little, little stings every now and then, I mm. imagine. Yeah. It's tough. Those videos, those videos hurt the most because it's, it ends up not being the vocal minority. It ends up being the vocal majority, and that's mm -hmm. what makes it so hard. That's what really really fucks fucks me up personally mm. especially because i'm in the trenches from start to finish you know i could i could say no to all of these deals um especially for for tovg i make a, a point to not accept games that are bad like i don't believe in uh candy crush or uh any of those mobile games you know i i don't i i just don't like, Super Beer Bros, great. If you guys saw that 10-part that uh, Clash, Clash of Clans brand deal we did, if you look at the subtext of what Alex and I are saying, we had so much fun making fun of that game. 
and it was so meta because no one knew. Like the the game the game developers were like, "This is great," but at the same time, Alex and I were like, "Yo, our main character is Randy Orton." Like literally, he was Randy Orton. They photoshopped Randy Orton into Clash of Clans. Look, that is Randy Goddamn Orton. I kid you not. <laughs> they didn't even try. It's just fucking Randy Orton in a, in a god. Like the WWE can easily sue them. Sorry for calling you out if you're watching. You probably don't like me anyways. But anyways, um, I made it a point to not oh, do the. I made it a point to not do those deals there. Beer Bros is where it's at. We have Super Sellout Bros. That's like shameless plug. Yeah. By the way, if you're a mom and pop place and you want us to pimp anything on Super Beer Bros, send it. Give us some cash and we'll do it. I'll drink your. I'll drink a bottle of barbecue sauce on Beer Bros. I kid you oh, not. I will won't. drink it. No, you if won't. you pay me for it and it means promoting a small mom and pop place and making them popular, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Can I pay you for it? No. Do you own your own mom and pop barbecue sauce place? No, I just want to see pay you drink I'm not, barbecue sauce. I'm not going to. I would actually like to see that as well, guys. I'm not going to drink. Do you want to chip it? Guys, we can yeah, make this yeah, guys, you're missing the point here. Go to the GoFundMe to drink. If I get some barbecue sauce from McDonald's, that's dangerous. And have Ted buy it off me for a quarter. Am I technically a mom and pop barbecue? No, <laughs> no, that's not how it works. <laughs> Could I then? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think technically. We got you. No, time to drink you. some barbecue. Guys, this is not how it works. <laughs> I think I understand business a little bit better than you do. Guys, it's happening on Beer Bros. <laughs> With that said, that's where we've been. <laughs> we don't know where we're going. We don't really I know have... where we're going, man. Summer's coming up. Oh, Summer's yeah. Summer's going to be busy, I'm, busy, I'm, busy. I'm literally gone all of June and July. Yup. I have to complete eight games before I leave and voice those scripts before I go. Hooray! Yeah. And then when I get back, we're going into fourth quarter to defend it, so that'll be great. Um, Evo's coming up. Should be fun. Evo. I'm so hyped for Evo. It's gonna be great. Guys, come to Evo. We'll be there. Ted, you're gonna be there, right? I'm gonna be there. Yeah, it should be fun. We'll all I'm be there. Go. The whole office will be there. I no. think. Who's not going? Bradley probably. Yeah. Everyone else but Bradley will be at Evo. Bradley, you can come if you want. They're smashed there. <laughs> you're invited. It's just you know. We. You can be there on Skype. We. Can Skype them in. Virtual. This is Ted's bit. This is a good virtual is, trip. Is it a bit? Or yeah. Is, that's the thing. I don't think it's ever a bit. I think I know exactly when Ted is bidding and when he's not. This is him failing. Bidding. This is when he's failing to bid. This is a bit. This is a bit? Yes, all of this has been bit. Oh, this is so comfy. <laughs> all right, with that said, let's get to the comment section. Wow, are we doing Kermit's already? Kermit's! Put it on the Kermit's Sturm. Kermit's Sturm. Kermit's Sturm. Kermit, 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 Sturm. All right, here we go. Yes. Do 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 do. This is from Josh. Hello, Josh. Incoming. Greetings, Gerard, Brett, and Ted, and everyone else at the TOVG headquarters. Mm -hmm. I just want to first of all say that I have enjoyed all the podcast episodes as I listen to them while I work, and I've enjoyed everything you put out so far. Not only on this channel, but on TOVG. But (laughs) I wanted to ask you guys a few questions that I thought that I would love to ask. Even though I'd love to ask many. First off, what is your favorite Mario Party game and favorite Mario Party board? If it's even if it's not from your favorite Mario Party game. Second question, who's your main player for Mario Kart? I would say my favorite Mario Party game is six because I get the most I get the most out of that personally than the others. That was also the first one I owned. Also, my main character for me is Yoshi. Thank you for taking the time to read this, comment, and hope you guys have a great day. Hashtag too much pizza. 
P.S. Gerard, keep up the good work for with Buck Boys, Josh. Thank you. Pizza. Pizza. Freddy Fazbear's pizza. Pizza. That video made me like my skin break out from laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, you like get, you might want to get that checked out. Not like break out as in like break out. <laughs> no, it was like my eyes were bloodshot red. And yeah, like oh that was flu- I was like flushed in the face for a day. Okay, wow. you know that's pretty powerful. You know I've never played a Mario Party game for more than fifteen seconds. Hours. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna just, probably fifteen minutes. So I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that question. I'm gonna say one of the most underrated Mario Party games, in my opinion, is Mario Party Eight for the Wii. It was really good. I really liked it. it had really fun imaginative games for the Wii Mote. Easy to pick up for anyone. I really liked that one. That was the last one that I genuinely was like, this is fun. Right. Uh, favorite character from Mario Kart, Brett? Who is he playing Mario Kart? Oh, if he's there, Waluigi. Because he's funny as hell. I probably play as uh, Baby Mario. Hmm. I go fast. Sure. Ted? I played some of the old Mario parties. Okay. Do you remember any of them? I don't remember which ones, but. I like them. Did you play them in that like weird, fucked up basement? No, I played it in my friend's basement. How was that basement? It was really bright. There was a window to the outside. Are you sure that that window wasn't really a gate to hell? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm just you know, I'm still worried about you in that basement. It was a different basement. Mario Kart character Ted. Uh, I don't. All right, we'll get back to you. Whenever you're. Well, we had, we had a game we would play. Oh boy. Where we would throw s- s- Nintendo stuffed animals at each other. Read the that's next not. Comment. That's okay. Read the next <laughs> Ukulele and 3D platformers from Aaron. Dear Gerard, Brett, and Ted, I've been a fan of TOBG and related channels for the past couple of years now, and then having been introduced to Gerard the Completionist, uh, and Gerard and the Completionist through Matt Pat and Game Theory binge, I haven't regretted the choice to subscribe. Mm. I just wanted to say that the recent episode of The Completionist on ukulele reminded me of my earliest childhood memory relating to, to games. I was maybe four or five and at my cousin's house when I stumbled into a room where my mother had booted up a game that, to my knowledge, she had just purchased. Spider the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Playing that game is what made me love games in the first place. It's probably why I personally enjoy 3D platformers over any other genre of game. Damn, or heck, the original Spyro trilogy is among the smallest that I've gotten to 100% on the save files. Nice. With that out of the way, I wanted to ask, what is each of your earliest memories of relating to video games, specifically that one game that made you want to play more and made you passionate about video games as a whole? All the best, Aaron. Good question. Uh, I played a lot of the original Super Mario Brothers when I was little, but I'd say my biggest passions probably fall, because I, I used to play NES when I was very little, mm-hmm. probably like two, three, you know, four. But the first system that was like really mine, and that I was like not too dumb about, was the Sega Genesis. So okay. I have a lot of fond memories about Super Street Fighter Two, Mortal Kombat's one, two, and three on the Genesis, and like Sonic the Hedgehog's two, and Sonic the Hedgehog three and Knuckles. Knuckles. <laughs> I have such fond memories of those games. And, like, when I think about nostalgic gaming, like, yeah, I'll usually fall back, like, on those. As well as, they may not be the first, but 
I think the system that I think of the most when I'm like, oh man, if I could just like, let me put it this way. If when you died, you get to like just live an era of your life forever and never age, the one I would probably choose is the era when the Sega Saturn was around. Uh, getting to play all those games was heaven for me. Like, Sega Saturn is very expensive nowadays. I'll bet. But like Fighters Mega Mix, oh, I love that shitty ass game. And uh, like all the fighters on that system were excellent. That was a good time. But as far as first games go, yeah, I probably like those old school fighters and like Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic 3. Sonic 3 and Knuckles is a fucking masterpiece. My name is Knuckles. He didn't say that in that game, but he was thinking it. Um, I was, I was mainly a PlayStation kid, so basically that era of Spyro and Crash mm -hmm. was... I was home. Like, Are you excited for the new, the new Crash trilogy? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to play that. Oh, I'm buying it. Yeah. I, I will say the one thing I'm a little bummed out about for, for that is the lighting. What's wrong with the light? Like... The everything there's just no there's lack of lighting. There's just not really You're saying it's too dark? Yeah. I mean like uh like there's some artists out there who've been like, yo, like the arc the light could be better and they like uh -huh. would keynote their own light in there and it's like they're right. It would look better if they had like light sources that illuminate crash at certain times and stuff. Uh -huh. But really it's just very the lighting is a little on the flatter side. But other than that, it looks I'm really excited for it. I'm really ha happy to see it come back. Yeah, man, I'm really excited to be frustrated by those games once again. <laughs> Should be great. Um, I think my one of my earliest gaming memories, and this is why I, t I talked about it a little bit, is Werewolf on the NES. Werewolf by Data East is one of the worst games I've ever played in my entire life. It is so hard. <laughs> it's very bad. But as a kid who had no concept of difficulty and no concept of frustration and who just loved listening to cool things I would purposely play Werewolf just to hear the music huh. how did the music go? oh my god I, no 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 I want you to mouth that shit mouth it okay so in the first stage it was like when you turned to the werewolf, yeah. or when you, when you were the human, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like, oh, fuck. It was really cool. Badass. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and then when you got into a fight with the, with the boss, you'd be like... Why am I going to come with the smooth-ass, like, 1980 sitcom music for the boss? Sounds like Golden Girls. Like the guy like has no arms, but he kind of like comes at you like this. When you've got no arms and have to fight a werewolf band. <laughs> that game was so hard. I it was the first NES game I ever played, and I tried to beat it, and I never did, and I still have it to this day. And that'll oh, be wow. the third to last episode of the Completionist. Probably, probably. Sick. The road to the Completionist is nigh. The road itself is nigh. The yes. road is almost. We haven't been on the road this whole time. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we were just. No, we're we're still we're still following the yellow brick road at this point. We're on a holding pattern on the tarmac right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've been there for like eight hours. Thank you for your question. Thank you. That was a good curse. Yeah, it was a good curse. in. Uh, Gerard Brett Ted. I've been a fan of TFG channels ever since their time. The Mother Three playthrough on Beer Bros. Honestly, that game meant a lot to me, and I really felt like you guys did it justice. 
I've been watching almost all the TV channels ever since. Oh. I do not, however, currently watch Super Couch Fighters, as with the exception of Smash Bros. How dare you! I'm not into fighting games <laughs> at all. Sorry, Brett. So nah, the question for Brett is, is there anything that can get me out of Couch Fighters, even though I'm, a fa I'm not a... Is there anything I could get out of Couch Fighters, even though I'm not a fan of fighting games? Question for Ted and the other editors nearby. Mm. What has been the worst episode to edit due to the callouts in Beard Bros? Gerard, what is the best and worst kind of game shoot to complete? Thanks again for all the entertainment over the years. Rob, a.k.a. the Nintendo Freak. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Ugh. That's a lot of questions. That's a lot um, of questions. Well, since it was last, I'll just answer it quick. I would say the worst was Drunk Bros, mm. but it was super fun to do. It was just it was just the worst because it was like you're talking the about same. You're talking about Luigi. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mario's, Mario's missing. missing drunk bros because there were so many callouts. It was really hilarious and <laughs> did, fun. Did you, did you see that, bro? But like some of them, I, I, I remember every yeah. every time we saw the like every time you like went to a museum and you and you saw like the mystery of the museum and you saw the monument. They had this shitty image of... Put it on screen, Bradley. This shitty image of Luigi with the camera. Mm -hmm. And every fucking time Alex and I saw it, we'd get pissed off. And we'd yell at Ted, Chris, and Pat to fucking fix the sprite every time. It's like, fucking fix that shit! Like, every single time, fix it! And they'd be like, put... Put in another statue! Put in another uh, statue! And then make it fight some other dude. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one was like... Put Nemesis in the foreground, like really, really, well, no, the background, really far back in that mountain. Have him shooting something. All right, next one. It was great. It was put, so much fun. Put a pizza like, on screen. Put a so pizza on screen. It was like the worst and the best series. Yes. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and some of them was like, I didn't know exactly what they wanted, and, and but there was just no time to ask because it was all the time. So yeah. just hoping I got the right thing. Oh, God, that was so fucking funny. So good, though. Okay, so that was the last question. That person asked. Yeah, Brad, go ahead. You go first. Well, I'm not sure what you can get out of Couch Fighters if you don't like fighting games. I mean, you say you like Smash, so... I mean, maybe, I don't know. Like, whatever you like about Smash, maybe you can find some of the stuff that you like there and the other things that we play, you know? I think the big appeal for me as someone who watches Couch Fighters is, is learning about how to play the games. Yeah, sometimes, like, we have one or two series that are more educational than not, but a lot of the time we just have a good time, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think... As not like a huge fighting game fan, I really like the throwbacks. Run it, run it backs, run it backs. No, let's throw it backs now. <laughs> throw it backs. Da, you da, don't da, want da, that. Throw it back. <laughs> the fish is too small. Throw but, it back. But I like them because you shit back. You're already married. Take that bouquet and throw it back. <laughs> uh, I like them because it's a lot of times it's like you guys experiencing the game fresh. Like yeah, that's the premise of the show, and like, which people I still don't understand that. Like the comments, like. Read the move list before you start. I'm like, I don't know. Like, the premise of the show is like, you you just came home and your mom rented this game for you, with you know, and it's you and your friend figure it out. Yeah, and that's fun. no manual, no buttons, nothing, easy peas, nothing. Uh, but yeah, it's a good time. Like honestly, I I think of Couch Fighters as more of two people having a good time more so than just fighting game content. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't even seem like a fighting game channel to me. But mm -hmm. of course it is. But yeah, maybe you'll find something you like. You never know. Um did you have a did have a question for question you? for me, uh best and worst type of games to complete. Uh worst kind of game to complete is MMORPGs. Yeah. Because they just they keep creating content and they take things away for seasonal purposes. And that's just not my jam. If yeah. you 
You should, if you're going to implement stuff like that, you should always leave it there for someone to do. Best type of game to complete? 3D, 3D action platformers. Yeah. They're my favorite. Fun. I fucking love them. I like the, what I've played of ukulele so far. It's fun. And, and the, thing, the cool thing about it, and this is what was great about uh, following ukulele and the production of this, is that they're so passionate about fixing everything. Like, literally, in two weeks, there's a patch that's going to fix the camera. There's uh, a patch to get some of the bugs out. And I read something else, too. Like, they're, they're adding a new feature. So, like, they're, they're adamant about rectifying the issues they had. And, and I think that, to me, is, is the sign of, of, of a good longevity of companies, that they, they're a small startup who's trying to make ends work for them. And I'm really excited to see what comes in ukulele. Mm. Thank you for the Christian. Thank you very much, sir. Let's do our last Christian. Last Christian. Only one more Kermit? Yes, one more Kermit. Kermit. This one's from a Jacob, sent from his iPhone. Hey, Gerard, Brett, and Ted. I'm a huge fan of all the passionate content you guys put out and watch as much as I can in my free time. Your guys' love of video games and general uh, advocacy makes me appreciate all the hard work you put in. Uh. My question is derivative from something I'm very stern about. Recently, I picked up a Dreamcast and I'm looking to, into buying most of the Capcom fighting games that came out of those days. Oh, Specifically, times. Capcom's uh, Street Fighter Third Strike yes. and Marvel's Capcom series. Yes. These can be a little pricey for me and I have the option to buy them digitally. However, I personally hate downloading games less than any title because to me, it doesn't feel quite right. A physical copy of a game to me is always more enjoyable since I prefer looking at the box art and reading through the manuals. Even so, playing these older games on TV, on CRT TVs, look nostalgic of my childhood and make me feel like I get the complete experience. Okay. What is your guys' opinion on playing games on original systems and do you really care for physical copies? Thanks for being, for, thanks a bunch for reading this Kermit and keep on being hashtag typeboys. Love Jacob, sent from his iPhone. Yeah, man, I don't care. I think we've talked about this a little bit before. Yeah, I, I don't care about uh, playing things on the original consoles. Like, as long as it plays well, I'm in, dude. I'm in. Do like, we have I, this Kermit? Uh, I don't think so. I think we just talked about it before, I think. Mm. But, uh, yeah, dude, I'll play it. Oh. If, if I cared too much about playing things on the original consoles, there'd be certain titles that'd be lost to me forever, you know? Same thing about digital versus physical. Like I don't, I don't care. And yeah, it's cool to look at the box art but, and the, through the manuals. But in my opinion, that's what Google is for. I can understand. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I don't care. It's fine that you do care. But yeah, personally, like yo, just let me play the game. Does it run well? Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give you know? Sure. I prefer digital because usually there's enhancements to make the game look better from a visual perspective, um, and for a convenience perspective. I, you know, I don't want to bring over my $125 copy of Marvel's Capcom to a friend's house when I can just log into my PS4 with PS Now and just stream the game real quick. Um, at the same time, though, I also believe in owning both. Like, for instance, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. It's the video for this week, right? Mm. Uh, it is a GameStop exclusive, so if you want to physically own it, you have to go to GameStop and buy it. What? Yeah. Oh, you mean um, for the PS4? For the PS4. Okay. I, I, is, it, is it out on Xbox One physically elsewhere? I don't know. At the very least, uh, I went and bought a copy of that game. Because here's the trend, especially for Marvel games. Mm -hmm. Marvel games were rare as, as fuck to find. Then they digitally released Marvel 1, Marvel's Capcom 1. Mm -hmm. um, they digitally released Marvel's Capcom 2. They enhanced the shit out of it. And then... 
Marvel 3 and Ultimate Marvel 3 came out. When Disney lost the license, or when Marvel lost the license with Capcom and, and with Disney and everything, those games went from being not so important anymore like, to a second time of being very important. And so systematically, I've had to buy those games for myself, and they got they got even more expensive than before. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, I think I own it on every major console. I'm pretty sure I do. Which one? Mar- Marvel 1, Marvel 2. You own Marvel 1 on every major console? I think so. Bullshit, you own it on Dreamcast? Fuck, I don't. I used to have it on Dreamcast. <laughs> That's the one. I, I had it on Dreamcast, and I had the disc for it, but really? not the not the box art or anything for it. Really? I, my entire Dreamcast collection got tossed on, on the garbage. What? Yeah, my dad and I got into a fight when I was a kid, and he tossed my Dreamcast away. So I have no, I have no Dreamcast oh, games. At least I you didn't punk out and give yours to some woman. That's true. I've been meaning to to get back into building my Dreamcast collection because personally, I think the Dreamcast is one of the most underrated consoles of all time. That yeah. thing was a beast. I literally, at one point, ranked number one on the Sonic the Hedgehog leaderboards for my Chow because they had they had Sonic they had Sega Online, and I wanted to get that Chaos Black Chow. I wanted it so badly that I like had to breed my Chows to race and race and race, and I paid money to use my DS or my phone 56k modem into the back of my dreamcast to try and race and i had the sega dreamcast keyboard and everything god i miss those days it was a lot of fun yo i love i loved racing chows i'd Did still you love really? they're very I it's very cathartic it. it's very cathartic i remember getting into it for a little bit but i would never i think they did a better job in the second one the second one they like streamlined it so much more yeah when i think of that era i think of like my room at that time, at my house at that time, mm-hmm. and hearing that jungle song and digging through the dirt with knuckles. That song is like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Who is it? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Are you, oh, you're talking about the Sonic Adventure, one. yeah. Hanyo, Yo, and like, where the fuck are these crystals? Yeah. Sonic, oh. Sonic the Hedgehog for Dreamcast and Adventure and Adventure Two, I, I love everyone. The, everyone in the general gaming populace hates them, but I fucking love them. Yeah, they're part of the childhood. They're I great. They're great. I can't knock them. I remember when that got re-released as a digital copy. My name for is Knuckles. A, for Xbox 360, and I'm like day fucking one. I got it on PS3 day one. That's what I'm saying, and I loved it. I was I wasn't gonna review it for the show, and then it got released digitally, and I was like, this is mine. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, digital. I'm all about it. What about you, Ted? Physical or digital? Uh, I'm. I love digital, especially for Steam. Like, gimme, 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 digital only. Mm-hmm. PS4 only hard copies. What? Weird. Only. Why? Only. Consoles. Consoles. I feel like are where it's at for hard copy games. I've. Yeah. I. I. That's fine, you guys. But like, there's some beautiful thing about being like, oh, I have all of my entire game collection at the touch of a button. It's true. Until but until we have Google Fiber in every building, I will stick with my hard copies because mm. it takes too long to download stuff. Yeah, if I'm Got- buying like an old game on PS4 through the digital store, mm. yeah, then I'm, if it's if it's an older game, yeah, sure, you can't get it anywhere else. But I don't really shop on PS Store very much. I sure. Understand. Guys, this has been a great podcast. Thanks for being here. We learned a lot. It's always fun with you guys. I learned that I dodged bullets the other month. I hope you don't Me harp too. on that, Brett. I hope you guys don't harp on that. No, it's just, you know, my heart's beating because, you know, you just told me, like, yeah, man, you almost got it. No. That was it. Guys, when I, say, when I say almost, I mean in the sense that 
Mike. Had 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 it continued for six months, we've been in trouble. But it only happened. It happened for two or three weeks. Do you so. think it'll get better or worse? I think it depends. It depends on on um, on the ads that come forward. Because a lot mm. of companies are a lot of companies are boycotting YouTube to get better ad rates and better respect for them. Mm. Because YouTube is saying we're the only one, so take it or leave it. Now, because of all the controversies, it's really at the with the helm of YouTube to decide what they're going to do. And I think they're trying to atone for their sins for what they said. Um, with that said, if you're a gaming company and you want to sponsor a long-term series, we are looking for a long-term sponsor for The Completionist. So, fuck it. Uh, Mom and Pop Barbecue Sauce. This episode of The Completionist is brought drink. to you. I'll drink. I'll fucking drink it. That's us, Ted. I'll fucking drink it. We'll even call it Mom and Pop Barbecue Sauce. Guys, why would you want to pay the company that's this paying is you to Mom do this? To number Mom one, to make barbecue. you drink barbecue sauce. And number two, like to have a have picture of me and Ted on the cover of like a thing of barbecue sauce, but we look like that fucking painting. This like the what is it called? American Life. Uh, the far. The, the far. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm dressed up as the woman, and Ted is like, <laughs> let me tight. Guys, thank you for being here. We love you all very much. We had a good time. Hopefully, you did too. Before we go, Ted, awkward fact of the day. Mm. Oh. Did you know? That's been the podcast, that's you guys. In, <laughs> that Spain is, it actually means the land of rabbits. That true? Mm-hmm. Yo, don't. <laughs> While he looks it up, we'll see you guys later. I, I just, I didn't know if it's fake news or not. It's fake news. No. Is it fake no. news? No. We have to look it up. Fake news. Next no. week, we're looking it up. <laughs> All right. Later, man. I'm Gerard. I was Brett. I was Ted. We'll see you next week. In the land of bunnies. We're gonna be in Spain? God damn it, Ted. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>